0: Thanks for spending time with us. Welcome into Monday. Financial markets are insulated from the direct effects of this unfolding war between Israel and Hamas, which doesn't immediately threaten energy supplies, corporate profits, or banking stability. But there are market concerns nonetheless, especially if the war escalates. Here's Rick Newman, senior columnist at Yahoo Finance. Rick, your take.
1: Well, important to point out, uh, uh, neither Israel nor uh, you know any part of the Palestinian group's uh, they don't they don't produce oil or natural gas that goes onto global markets, so that there's no direct effect there. but uh, Iran does produce a lot of oil that goes onto global markets uh, and th- this is an Im- this is an important factor in what's going on. so a lot of people don't realize this, but the Obama administration has subtly been trying to make nice with Iran uh, for a couple of reasons. one is to just Um, see if it can just get Iran to stop doing some of the nefarious things it does by funding terrorist groups in the Middle East and stuff like that. And also, the Biden administration is looking for new sources of oil uh, for the global market in order to keep um, prices down, because obviously uh, oil prices and gasoline prices have been a big problem for President Biden. So there have been some moves prior to the uh, Hamas attacks on Israel I wouldn't say normalize relations between the United States and Iran, but to sort of ease tensions, um, scale back some of the sanctions that are in place on Iran and um, try to get Iran, uh, you know, sort of tacitly allow Iran to produce more oil, which it has been doing. Um, And that is probably going to go into reverse um, in the aftermath of these attacks. It's not clear that Iran had any direct role in this. But Iran is the main funder and supporter of Hamas. They provide most of the money, most of the weaponry, the training, and so forth. So, uh, Iran is implicated in the attack on Israel, no matter what. It's just a question of whether it's direct or indirect, and that is already forcing the the Biden administration to basically reverse this sort of easing of tensions with Iran. It's going to go back to the you know the the way it was under President Trump, uh, which is maximum sanctions meant to choke off iran's oil industry and that is going to mean less oil on global markets
0: what about uh, saudi arabia's role here
1: well until i mean the, so the question is what changes after the attacks on israel so uh, saudi arabia and russia um two of the large saudi leads the opec oil cartel russia is a member of the so-called opec plus they have been cutting oil production uh because they want to keep prices up um you know when prices are down um they they feel they feel like they're just in a better position, even if they're selling less oil at a higher price and uh you know that has kept oil in the seventy five to eighty dollar range and it went up into the nineties and when oil goes up to ninety dollars a barrel or more uh we're talking about u s gasoline prices getting close to four dollars per gallon, and that is a danger zone for president biden so um now we'll <laughs> Now what, change, now, what changes after, uh, after you know, now that we have a new war in the Middle East, is there some reason that Saudi Arabia might be more willing to put more oil on the market? I don't think we know the answer to that yet. I think it's safe to assume the Biden administration certainly is entreating them to put more, more oil on the market. They've been, the Biden administration, been trying to get Saudi Arabia to do that for the last two years, and they have not been willing to do it. Mm. Now, will they be more willing? We will find out.
0: Yeah. We're speaking with Rick Newman, senior columnist at Yahoo Finance. He's taking a look at market implications from the Israel-Hamas war. Switch gears. What about, uh, as you point out, a, a, a coherent Republican Party?
1: Well, it's not happening yet. <laughs> as we speak, uh, they still don't seem anywhere close to electing a, a Republican speaker in the House of Representatives. But um, Congress is going to have to uh, pr- probably provide more aid for you, for uh, excuse me, for Israel... Um, Through legislation. Now, there's enough in the pipeline for Israel at the moment, but they're going to need more. And and there's just the uh, almost necessity at this point just for Congress to show united support for Israel um, by passing legislation that will help Israel out. Can't do that if Republicans do not have a speaker. So this could add to the impetus for Republicans to get their act together, figure out who can lead the party uh, so that Congress can actually pass legislation. Now, I, I mean, I think everybody is astounded at how incompetent the Republican Party in the House has become and how basically it can't function. So um, if you just have, if, if, if the situation persists that you can have basically 10 members or fewer out of 435 in the House throwing a wrench in the works and blocking the whole functioning of, um, of Congress, um, if those 10 members just want to keep doing that, I, I, I'm not sure how this ends, but. Uh, there's more pressure than there was before, let's at least put it that way, for Republicans to elect a speaker and start getting back to business as usual.
0: Thanks, Rick. Rick Newman, senior columnist at Yahoo Finance.